0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store.
1: Please welcome this evening's guest moderator from IndieWire, Peter Kinnett, and tonight's guests, Lou Howe, Ben Howe, Luca Borghese, and Rory Culkin.
2: Uh, Welcome, everybody. Uh, Maybe to start things off, we'll just go in a row, and you guys can introduce yourselves and uh, your affiliation with uh, this great film, Gabriel.
3: I'm Lou Howe. I'm the writer and director.
0: Rory Culkin, I play Gabriel.
1: Uh, ben Howe, one of the producers, and I'm also Lou's brother.
4: I'm Luca Borghese, I'm the other producer.
2: Okay, so maybe to start things off with you, Lou, um, you can talk maybe a little bit about the origin of Gabriel and sort of how it it started. Yeah, um, so the the
3: real sort of seed of the idea was um, my experience having a, a close friend diagnosed with a mental illness when he was in his late teens. Um, and I just started thinking about his sort of experience of the world and, and um uh started thinking a lot about uh his situation and uh out of that grew Gabe and this uh sort of fictional story.
2: And how long was the process from when you sort of came up with this idea to actually filming it?
3: Um it's hard to say when I actually came up with the idea. I mean, he's been in my life for a long time and he was diagnosed probably uh, like I don't know, almost 15 years ago now. So um, I actually started writing the script though uh, four years ago. So it's been sort of rattling around for a while, but script to to premiere was four years.
2: And, and Rory, maybe you can talk a little bit about how you came into this project. Um, yeah, I just
0: you know I got the script through my through my agency and all that, but um, we we met before I, I read for him and. and kind of talked about how scary the world is. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, we were just kind of on the same page. And, and I thought, you know, I think I got it. And um, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and as we'll see in a clip shortly, um, you know, this character's not, I'm assuming, something easy to inhabit for the, the time that you had to inhabit him. He's a very dark, dark person. Um, what was it like sort of channeling that kind of energy for the, the course of this shoot? Um, what you know, while
0: while we were filming it, I didn't realize he was he was a dark character because it was my job to um, rationalize all of his decisions and every, every everything he did had to make sense. You know, every, all of Gabriel's decisions had to make sense to Rory, and uh, it was pretty easy for that for that to happen. So I didn't, I never looked at him as a dark character or troubled. Even he was, you know, um, he was just a person, and the people around him were. We're troubled.
2: Well, maybe before we keep going, we should show a clip just so you guys have an idea of um, what Gabriel's all about. So maybe we'll roll the first clip.
1: Planet garlic,
0: your favorite. Cheese you melt cheese on it?
2: Of course.
0: Cheese from Belize? Where else. Please
1: pass the cheese from Belize.
0: Cheese, please. Please, please pass the cheese from Belize. Hey, man, let me cut it. What, what, what do you think I'm gonna do?
5: Let's give him a knife, sweetie.
0: What? You think I'm gonna hurt you? Cut it out. Oh, you think I'm gonna hurt me?
2: All right. All right. No. No. No.
0: No. 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 Ready? No. 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 <gasps>
5: oh! Oh,
1: fucking hysterical.
5: Gabriel, get off the floor.
1: So, what time is Kelly getting out? Uh,
0: early, like nine something.
1: Great, I'll call Nani and see when she's coming in. Um, I'll pick her up too. Great.
0: I wouldn't do that.
1: This is delicious.
0: Uh-uh. I don't think it's spicy enough. You hear me? I would never do that. No, it's good. No, it's too healthful. I'm enough. not dad. Uh, hate to disappoint you, but I'm not him.
1: Where the hell do you think you're going?
0: Smoke.
2: Um, I mean, as you can see there, uh, one of the things I appreciated, and I'm assuming a lot of people probably really appreciate about this film, is the authenticity and intimacy created between these three characters portraying a family. So maybe um you as a filmmaker and and you you guys as as producers could talk a little bit about how you found these three wonderful actors and how you sort of facilitated um you know this really authentic familial relationship between them as actors. Um The casting
3: process was um, relatively sort of standard. We had a great casting director who um, made suggestions, and everyone who's in the movie I had been a fan of. So um, there were certain people who were brought up who I was immediately excited about, and and luckily they all uh, ended up in the movie. Um, And in terms of building the relationship between them, I tried to... um, I did a lot of work with the backstory for all of the actors, um, trying to sort of build a, a, a shared history that um, everyone was on the same page with. Um, and that doesn't necessarily come out on screen all that often, but um, I think it, it sort of informs um, their relationships and also just uh, the details that they all know exactly what they're talking about when something's referred to or they have. Um, uh, you know their own opinions about uh, things that have happened in the past. I think it, it just sort of helps enrich the the
1: world, I guess. Um. I guess maybe also it would help that everyone was in New York, and so you, we had um, good access to everyone leading up, lots of group time, one on one time with Lou, so everyone was very comfortable with each other heading into the shoot um,
3: yeah, that, yeah, that, that was that part was of it too. Thing. Just trying to spend time together um, for the actors who were playing characters who um, had long histories together. Trying to create a, a little bit of history between them um, during prep was, was a goal too.
2: I mean, what's the, the rundown of a film of this size for you guys? Like, what was the where were you sort of um, the time frame in terms of production and, and the time you had
4: to put this together? It took forever. It took, like, the casting process took forever. It took, like, I mean, I don't know how long you guys were doing it before I came on board, but, like, we were definitely casting for, like, almost a year, I would say. We spent a lot of time talking about how the three members of the family would relate to each other and how we could sort of build a family with the actors that we loved. Um, But... From the time that we all sort of like hit the ground in New York, and I was totally late, I was like two weeks late, you guys had like four weeks to prep it and then we shot it in four weeks. So the actual process of making the movie once we'd start, gotten everything in place and figured it all out was extremely fast.
1: Yeah, we started prep, I guess, in soft prep January of last year and then Uh, started bringing on crew in the beginning of February, and we were shooting by March, beginning of March.
4: No, we shot middle of February, remember? End of February? No, like February He knows knows better. (laughs) Um, And um, maybe a question for you,
2: Rory. I mean, this is also, as I noted, a pretty small independent film, which is something you tended to navigate, or sort of, you tended to take on these roles, like Mean Creek and, and, um, sorry, it, either way you, you, you tend to take on independent films And what draws you to a film and why did you choose this project um,
0: what I really liked about about the script was it was um, I had no idea what Gabriel was going to do next the, you know the, I couldn't predict anything that was going to happen I was constantly having to keep up with the story and um, yeah that's that's a big that's a big thing for me um, and you know it wasn't you know they they chose me you know, I, I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't,
2: yeah. <laughs> all right, before we watch one more clip, maybe you could all talk about um, one thing with regard to this film that was stands out as a challenge for you as during the process or of filming it or, or the post-process. Um,
3: I mean, I think in general, uh, sort of a, like a, Bigger picture filmmaking challenge that's always on my mind is is authenticity, and that um, that was kind of my number one goal of of making uh, the world feel real and the characters feel like people. Um, so I, I would say that was sort of the the thing I was most focused on throughout the whole process, and I'm I'm proud of
1: that aspect of the film. I think. You want from all of us? Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, yeah. Um. Well, it's an independent drama, which I think is always a challenge to get made. Um, so that was, it was a process of getting um, grant making organizations behind the projects, building legitimacy, finding investors. Um, and yeah, I, I, for me, that was like the, the original and biggest challenge. First uh, independent drama with a first time director you
4: agree? (laughs) Yeah, that was, well, I was less involved in that piece of it than you were, I think. I think the thing that I noticed was the amount of interrogation that we all had to do about every minute that we were gonna spend on set because those minutes cost so much money and required so many people that we spent a tremendous amount of time beforehand really questioning every decision that everyone on the crew was making so that we could make sure when we landed on set we weren't doing anything extra or doing anything that was vague or not considered. Um, and just being that specific about every moment of the movie I thought was pretty challenging. But kind of fun also.
2: Roy, did you have a specific challenge that comes to mind? Um... I guess the challenge for
0: me sort of came came afterwards, because uh, playing Gabriel, I, I became like incredibly sensitive, <laughs> and then afterwards uh, it took a while to wear off and kind of become, you know, not not as sensitive. Anything anyone said to me would hurt my feelings tremendously <laughs> for no reason, and uh, I finally connected it to to goddamn Gabriel.
3: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the film before we go into a second clip. Sure. Um, so it's about uh, a young man, Gabriel, who is um, kind of fixated on a girl from his past. So he's, um, he's convinced this uh, group home where he lives um, that uh, through good behavior that he should get to go home and, and visit his family for the weekend. But in actuality, he's got other plans to go find this girl so um, at the opening of the movie which is um, the first 20 minutes of the movie or his first attempt to find her that fails and then he goes home and the the first clip the knife clip is kind of uh, indicative of what his family life is like and um, after that dinner he uh, basically gets tired of of being there and uh, Decides to go find her again. So, and then this clip happens.
1: Down the Spurs, ninety-eight
3: to eighty-six, and Atlanta lost in Sacramento, one hundred five to ninety-seven. In hockey, the Rangers cruised past Pittsburgh at the Garden, four to one,
2: and the Devils' struggles continued out west as they fell to the Sharks in San Jose, two nothing. New Jersey is now zero.
0: Okay, train should be here in six minutes. You coming? Can I just stay and listen to the radio?
3: Look, I know you're gonna call me an asshole and you're probably right, but I cannot leave you alone in the car with the keys.
0: Well, am I allowed to sit and smoke? Yeah,
1: sure. Thank you for not freaking out. Fuck off. There's a brother I know and love. You too
2: Um, so the film had its world premiere here at Tribeca. It's been like really well-received, and deservedly so. Um, what's it been like watching it, especially as a first-time filmmaker, watching it with audiences for the first time?
3: It's been amazing. It's been really exciting. And uh, it feels like it's been a long time coming, so um, it's a relief, I guess, too, that the way people are reacting. Um, I find it a little bit painful to actually watch it with an audience, but the way people... Um, Want to talk about it afterward is definitely uh really gratifying and, and um feels like uh we accomplished what we set out to do so it's it's nice
0: i mean I, i'm you know i still um, i care a lot about gabriel the character gabriel and i'm still very protective of him so it's very strange for me to for all these people to be watching him and i just really hope that um you know they don't think he's a he's a bad person or anything, and uh, it seems I don't know. It seems like they they think he's all right, and that's what I was worried about. You know, um, yeah.
1: No, I, I feel like I, I, not not surprising, but just it's been pleasant and exciting, and um, the festival has treated us incredibly well. The press has been great, um, and.
4: I think the other thing that's, like, why it's hard to sort of... I'm going to (laughs) take it. (laughs) Why it's, like, sort of hard to answer the question is... I don't know how you guys felt, but the first time we watched it with an audience, I, like, was having trouble just watching it. Like, the room became much more interesting to me than the movie. And not that I don't love the movie. I think it's great, and I'm really happy that we did it. But watching the people... Became this like whole other weird experience in the room. Um, I don't really know what that means in terms of your question, but um, I guess everybody's specific reaction is really interesting, um, mostly because you live with the movie in like a tiny little box for like a year, and you have no idea what anybody else is gonna think. So I feel like everyone's reaction is slightly surprising when you first watch it with people.
2: (laughs) Anyway, so uh, maybe let's talk about what's uh, some advice you could give to first-time filmmakers who are trying to make their own first film right now, now that you've gone through this experience.
3: Yeah. um, I mean, general advice, I I think, is just uh, to persevere uh, as much as possible, that there's so much... uh, Disappointment and and rejection, no matter who you are or what you're trying to do, that um, it's very easy to get discouraged or feel like you need to kind of wait for someone to pick you out of the crowd to um, give you permission to make a movie, but uh, what I learned the hard way that I had to do is just try and make some progress uh, every day, basically, and and, um, often that meant that sort of my expectations of what what I wanted the thing to be had to change, but um, as long as I was moving forward, um, you know, no one could sort of take that away from me, I guess.
2: And, and for you guys as actors and producers, it was something you learned from this film that, you know, was sort of new to you in your careers that, you know, you could put forward into the, the audience in terms of advice? Um...
1: I wouldn't say this is brand new because I've worked with people who I um, love as friends and respect, but this is like the group of people I've worked with who are closest to me and uh, most comfortable with with the other of any project I've worked on. And I think that's, um, I don't know, just incredible. It makes it not feel like work. So uh, if you have that opportunity, take it.
4: I think the most important thing for me was working with people who weren't afraid to tell me when I had a terrible idea and I wasn't afraid to tell them when I was, when we had a terrible idea and that you could have a giant fight with and it was kind of like, then it was over and it was fine. You don't
1: have a lot of politics between us. Yeah.
4: Who are you? Um, Well, I guess
0: something that I I just realized is, um, you know, every decision that your character makes should make absolute sense to you um, and um, yeah I mean uh just, just all about making sense of any decision even if it's totally irrational it has to make complete sense to me and, and it has to be the right decision for me and um, just to sort of yeah and, and internalize things and hope some of it comes to the surface and if it doesn't oh well but you know just don't uh you know, don't don't phone
2: anything in if it's not there, and then it's just not there. And, and we're going to open it up to questions from the audience. Um, so,
5: hi, uh, uh, can you guys comment on the script to screen process and uh, when uh, you went? We're ready. Like, how much time did you spend away from the cameras, and how much did you spend? On in front of cameras, flushing out uh, the sc- the screenplay and the relationships you referred to. Uh, sure. Do you mean you mean improv by flushing out the screenplay on camera? Yeah, yeah. rehearsal, improv, and right. then w- before camera versus you know with cameras.
3: Right. Um, well, like Luca was saying about every decision, we were um, very limited on time, so uh, we did a lot of prep work and not we did rehearse um, we didn't rehearse the entire movie we rehearsed certain scenes but we did spend a lot more time um, talking about uh, the family history and the um, the dynamics between the characters um, really going through each scene um, from a sort of actors motivation kind of approach and um, really talking about the script more than actually rehearsing. So I, what I was trying to do is uh, give uh, uh, or create with the actors a kind of foundation of, um, of reality to the situations and then sort of let them um, jump from there uh, in front of the camera. So I don't think there was actual ton of improv, but the, but the scenes were pretty, I hope to keep the scenes kind of alive while we were shooting. Um, if that makes sense.
5: I know Rory you were saying that uh, you didn't really want to think about the character so much as like be the character but at the same time did you read up on uh, the condition either before or afterwards and uh, since you come from a family of brothers did you have any uh, feedback for them or did they have feedback for you?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Lou, you know, recommended some, some books, and um, we went to a place called The Fountain House. It's in midtown Manhattan, I think, and it's a, it's a place for people, you know, struggling with mental illness. There's nothing medical about the place, so it's just... We got to go there and, and talk to some of some of the people that were dealing with the same things that, that Gabriel is, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I almost didn't want to know anything medical at all just just wanted to hear them out and um just um there was there was one one guy that stuck out and um he he couldn't he couldn't trust his own hands so in the film i'm always my hands are always in my face because i can't trust them and just like little things um you know i didn't want to hear from their families because in my mind they're wrong you know gabriel's mind is the family's wrong and um so, yeah, and as far as the, the brother thing, no, you guys deal with it, I not <laughs> You guys work that out.
2: Hi, um, my question is, I guess, for Lou. Uh, you said it was based on someone you know, the story. Not
3: sure. Uh, not really, the, the idea to write the story came from, from my personal experience with a friend, but the okay. story is totally fictional.
2: Okay, so does that friend know about this movie, or did he watch it? Uh,
3: yeah, he's aware of of the movie. He hasn't seen it. His family has, though. And, um, and
2: wh- what was the response?
3: They were, uh, I think, quite moved by it, and and um, were happy with the sort of sensitivity of of the way the story is told. So, which was. Um, you know, a, a worry of mine and was was a nice response to, to get.
0: Hey, so my question's kind of an easy one. I was wondering if this is only at Tribeca right now, or is it going to be in theaters and video on demand soon?
1: Better be, yeah, better be in theaters. It is only playing at Tribeca now, and actually, there are no other public screenings, but um, there are distributors who have, are watching the movie, and um, we hope that one of them will put it in theaters sometime soon. Uh, hey, this is probably for Lou. I was wondering if you could talk, or maybe all three of you guys, a little bit more about just the process of getting it made. I know you mentioned grants and then going out for funding. And sort of along with that, when you were putting together your crew, I don't know your background, how much stuff you've shot before, but if it was a combination of really wanting to work with friends you had worked with up to that point or really hoping to work with new people who could bring things to you as a first-time filmmaker that you would really benefit from their sort of knowledge and background and all of that.
3: Right. Um, just very, Or the most sort of pertinent part of my background is I, w- I did go to film school, but out in LA um, at AFI. Uh, but I'm from New York, and, and uh, these guys, everyone else who worked on the movie still lives in New York. Um, so I guess the first part of your question, coming out of a- AFI, I had made a short that did fine, but wasn't um, all that similar to to Gabriel, and I knew this this was what I wanted to make, so the grant-giving organizations were really kind of the first step of building credibility and sort of um, legitimizing the project. So Sundance and uh, a place called CineReach here in New York and IFP, uh, who have all stayed involved with the project um, since very early on, um, they were the first ones to sort of come on board, you know, Ben and I, and then those organizations uh, sort of put us into the Legit playing field, I guess. Um, and then in terms of crew, um, I didn't. Uh, I most of the people that I had worked with before, shot stuff with before, were film school friends in LA, and I um, definitely wanted New York people who had worked in New York before and people um, people more experienced than me. Really, I, you know, I think I'm probably the least experienced person on the crew, and that was. I don't. I wasn't. I didn't plan that, but in a way, I think that was uh, um, something I was subconsciously trying to do. Of really hiring people that I, you know, cast and crew, people I really respected, that I got along with, but cert- that I um, was impressed by, and I could kind of um, learn from and sort of support in what they do, and 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 let them do their thing well. So. Um, that was sort of my, you know, philosophy of building the team, I guess.
5: Um, uh, I'm always interested in, like, the, the writing process and uh, the uh, revision process. And then um, jumping to the uh, editing process as a kind of the finalization. I'm sure it's hard to... Uh, actually let it go uh, (laughs) having been in your position before. So could you just comment a little bit about that in terms of uh, how you came to reconcile those two (laughs) very challenging processes? Sure. Um,
3: Well, I guess just to give you a brief overview of the the writing process, I started, I think Ben and I had talked about just sort of the idea of, of Um, our friend who had been through something similar about uh, creating a character in that position Um, but we we weren't sure what that meant yet and I started by writing first person journals from the point of view of a character who became Gabe and those uh, sort of took on a life of their own and the the family grew out of those and kind of his uh, situation in life Um, sort of came out organically then Um, and then it was actually Ben's idea to start um, the script process by just taking that character who I um, sort of built through the journaling process and just putting him in random scenes without a plot in mind Um, and that we did. I think there were several drafts like that, basically, where the premise was the same, where he had he was trying to escape from his family, but there was no goal yet. So um, we there were a few drafts like that, and then once I realized that uh, he was looking for a girl, then the structure sort of figured itself out. And uh, in terms of how the edit relates to the script, there is such a clear. Um, goal for him throughout the movie, and uh, it's, you know, it's uh, not real time, but it's two days, so there wasn't a lot of major sort of uh, structure changes that were even possible, which um, was kind of a relief, I guess, Uh, so it was really, I think maybe there was like, I know there was one, but there might have been two scenes that were in the script that aren't in the movie, but it's pretty much just tightening and shaping, you know, pace and performances in the edit. Can you comment on, so there was no, like, I'd love to go back and shoot that scene? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. No, th- I mean, there were plenty of regrets, yeah. But, uh...
5: uh what about gifts? Was there, like, like did you uh, have a uh, geese wrangler, or did you, did you write no. that, did you discover that? No, that was fully discovered. Um, I mean, we,
3: because of that train station location, we cha- rewrote him running through the woods to him running through a field. And then when we showed up to shoot, there were a bunch of geese that way. So we told him to run that way. And we kept the camera rolling.
2: Um, so I have two questions. Uh, the first one is, where did you get the music from? Um, if it was like friends that you knew or stuff like that. And the other one is, what kind of camera did you shoot with?
4: maybe i can answer it yeah the composer is a guy named Patrick Higgins uh who is um he's new york based and he went to columbia and he lives up in hudson um and he's an incredibly talented guy he hasn't done that much film scoring yet i think he's maybe scored one or two other films but he did an amazing job for us and he did literally all the music in the movie. Um, there's nothing that we licensed or anything. He just wrote it all for us. Um, and we shot it on the Alexa, which is a a fantastic camera when you're trying to make a movie for really cheap.
2: <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and definitely look, um, look out for Gabriel when it c- hopefully and surely comes to theaters soon. So anyway, thank you guys all for being here. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank
1: you. Thanks. Thank
3: you. And thanks for coming.